Thomas Edison was the greatest inventor of the late 19th and early 20th century. He held over a thousand US patents, invented the light bulb, the sound recording, the phonograph, and also motion pictures. One day Thomas Edison came home from school and gave a paper to his mother and he told her, my teacher gave me this paper and told me to only give it to my mother. His mother's eyes were tearful as she read the letter out loud to her child. She said, your son is a genius. This school is too small for him and he doesn't have enough good teachers for training him. Please teach him yourself. Years after Edison's mother had died, he was now one of the greatest inventors, inventors of the century. Edison found a folded piece of paper in the corner of a drawer in a desk. He realized it was the note that the teacher had given his mother. He opened it up and he read, your son is addled, mentally ill. We won't let him come to school anymore. Edison cried for hours when he read that letter and then he wrote in his diary, Thomas Alva Edison was an adult, mentally ill child that by a hero mother became the genius of the century. Turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 37. Verse 1, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out of, by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them all around. Behold, there were very many in the open valley. Indeed, they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord, you know. And he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Verse 7, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, the skin covered them, and they were, but there was no breath in them. Also he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. All that the teachers of Thomas Edison could see in him were very dry bones. So hopeless was his future in school, they sent him home, and he was not to return. What transformed the dry bones of Edison into the genius of the century were words declared over him by his mother that became like prophecies that were fulfilled. The key to dry bones in your life, wherever they might be coming to life, is you've got to speak to them. You've got to prophesy into them that the life of God may enter them and they may live. Verse 11 says these bones were the whole house of Israel. Israel is now in captivity in Babylon because of disobedience and idolatry. 586 BC, Jerusalem is destroyed. And Solomon's temple, the glory of Israel, is in ashes and ruins. Ezekiel is probably around 25 years of age when he is taken captive into Babylon. He had trained as a priest 
He had dreams, he had plans, he had hopes. By the age of 30, he should have been ministering in the great temple of Solomon and revered by the entire nation. But instead of being in the midst of God's glory, he finds himself captive in Babylon. Hopes dashed, dreams gone. But God also had a plan. And God had not misplaced Ezekiel in captivity in another nation. Because we read in Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 1 and 3, he says, I was by the river Chaba in the, among the exiles. And the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. The word of the Lord came to Ezekiel. The hand of God came upon him. As a captive in Babylon, Ezekiel may have thought his life, his ministry, his future was all over. He was captive, slain. But it was actually in captivity, in the place he didn't want to be, that the heavens were opened over him. Perhaps in his darkest hour, at his lowest point, when there seemed no possible hope for the future, it's at that moment in captivity that the hand of God comes upon him and does amazing things in his life and he fulfills his destiny in God. And I want to say to you today that wherever you find yourself, no matter how hopeless your situation, no matter the greatness of your captivity, no matter what devastation you're facing and how dry the bones may seem in your life, God somehow has permitted you to be in that place. But it's in that place of captivity and hopelessness that he wants to open the heavens over your life as he did for Ezekiel and do amazing things that you never believed were even possible. That possibly would not even happen unless you found yourself in this captivity. See your valley as a divine appointment. See it as an opportunity because God is with you in the valley of dry bones. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Acts 7 verse 9, remember Joseph had these dreams of being this great leader in Israel and suddenly finds himself betrayed by his brothers, ends up in a prison and then he's living in Egypt, a place he does not want to be. But we know, friends, that the hand of God comes powerfully upon Joseph and he's raised up to be a, a leader of that great nation of Egypt and he fulfills God's call and destiny in his life in a place where he didn't want to be. When he's in a time of captivity was the time of greatest triumph, both for Ezekiel and also for Joseph. Ezekiel 37 is a Babylonian graveyard. Are you living in a graveyard today? of finances, a graveyard of dead love in your marriage, a graveyard of ill health, financial trouble, failure, sin, pornography. When I look at the nation of New Zealand and I see how far it has drifted away from God, I wonder, can this nation live again? Can this nation rise again from the ashes of Violence and immorality and drugs and alcohol and rape and crime and violence and every other abominable thing. Can this nation of dry bones stand again and become a land of the Holy Spirit? Can the church of the nation of New Zealand, can it rise again as an exceeding great army and spread revival across this land and then into the nations of the world? 
You see, New Zealand and beyond, friend, is all about prophesying to the dry bones. We prophesy to the dry bones of this nation and nation. Hear the word of the Lord. You shall live again. You shall rise again as a mighty army. And the church will be alive again and a force to be reckoned with in this nation and the nations of the world. We prophesy through the New Zealand and beyond conference. We have not given up on this nation. We have not given up on the nations of the world. There will be a great revival. Ezekiel is surrounded by utter hopelessness and desolation. Think about it. The bones are very dry. There's not a scent of moisture. There's not a scent of hope or life or possibility of change and transformation of life coming to that situation. There's there's no chance. And I wonder if that's you today, what you're facing in your life. You said there's not a scent. There's not an ounce of moisture. I see no hope. There's utter devastation and desolation and hopelessness. I'm here to prophesy to you that my God can turn it around. My God can bring life where there is no life. God, my God raises the dead. He calls it things that are not as though they were. In this Babylonian graveyard, dreams have died there. Hope for the future has died there. Health has died there. Finances have died there. Ministries have died there. Relationships have died there in the Babylonian graveyard. And so God asks Ezekiel the question in verse 3. Hey, Ezekiel, can these bones live? And he asks you the same question today in your valley of dry bones. Hey, can these bones live? Can there be a breakthrough? Can there be a healing? Can there be a victory? And your answer is probably like Ezekiel. God, only you know. Maybe you actually think, well, I don't think so, but maybe give God a chance. God, you know. Have you got another plan? God can make the humanly unthinkable possible. He led the children through the impossible to cross Red Sea, did he not? Sarah, age 90, is told she's going to have a son. Impossible. She laughs. Genesis 18, 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? Jesus tells his disciples in Matthew 19, 26, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Why don't you say that with me? All things are possible. Say it again. All things are possible. Your dry bones can come to life, and God can work a miracle for you because there's no such thing as a hopeless case with God. In fact, there are no hard cases for God. He who created the heavens, the earths, and the galaxies, whether it's a sore toe or cancer, nothing is hard for our God. They're all on the same playing field. Nothing is too hard. Nothing is impossible for the God that we serve. And God loves impossible situations. You know why? Because when he turns it around, he gets all the glory. Because there's no human hand that could have done this. No such things as hopeless cases. Are you facing an impossible situation? Has your life fallen apart? Is it in tatters? Is it like a dry bone scattered over the valley floor? Well, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. And Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. 
all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. But my God can put you together again. There is no brokenness that is too hard for our God. There's no situation impossible for the Lord that we serve. This is a message of Ezekiel 37, where there is utter hopelessness and devastation. Your God can work a mighty miracle. So I prophesy to you today, there will be a turnaround in your circumstances. There will be a breakthrough in your situation. There will be the life of God coming to your position wherever you find yourself placed today. With the Valley of Dry Bones, we see a twofold strategy, and we need to understand this to get our victory. Firstly, it says in verse 4, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Transformation started by hearing the word of the Lord. And God has asked Ezekiel to speak his word to the dry bones. And friends, you need to prophesy the word. You need to declare the word. Because what happens in verse 7, it says, as I prophesied, not as I looked, not as I thought, not as I considered, not as I had a pity party, but now he said, now as I prophesied, there was a noise, <laughs> the sound of rattling, suddenly a rattling. This is the life of God beginning to breathe into the, the bones that are so dry. You need to speak to your situation and release the life of God into it. Declare God's word. I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. By his stripes, I am healed. God wills that I prosper and be in good health. Declare, begin to prophesy to your situation. Because Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now here's the key. When you walk close to God, you're much in prayer, you're much in the Word, then often the words that you speak are inspired by God. They are prophetic words and they have the very life of God in them. So when I'm in that conference and the Holy Spirit begins to speak to me about Tuvalu, take a nation for God. It's like they're just not my own thoughts. And when I begin to speak those words, they are words inspired by God. They came out of relationship with Him, came out of time in the Word time and prayer time and worship. And so then my words and your words then become prophetic words. So the key to this message is a close walk with God. Then the words that you speak are like Ezekiel's words, prophetic words, powerful words, life-changing words. So prophesy over your children like Edison's mother. See, transformation began when she spoke over her children. What are you speaking over your children? What are you saying to them? What you are saying is a like prophecies that will be fulfilled. If you say to them, you are hopeless, you're not very bright, you're not very good looking, you're, you're not going to amount to much, you're never going to succeed. Why are you so naughty? How come you don't love God? Why don't you like being in church? Friends, if you speak those words, they become prophecies that will be fulfilled in their lives. You need to prophesy that you have good kids. Your kids love God. Your kids want to be in church. Your kids behave well. Your ch kids will get an education. Prophesy because God will take those words and begin to fulfill them in their lives. You see, your situation is awaiting your direction. Your situation is awaiting your instructions. You give the directions, you give the instructions, something can happen. If you do nothing, your situation is never going to change. It'll just stay the way that it is. 
So like Ezekiel, you, you need to say to your situation, hey, dry bones, whatever it is, you name it, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And then begin to prophesy, speak, and declare what you want to see happen. You know, I, 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 sickness in my body, hear the word of the Lord. Boom, be gone in Jesus' name. I am free of the sickness now in Jesus' name. I prophesy, I proclaim it, I declare. My finances are blessed by God. My bank account is going up in Jesus' name. Here, finance bank account, hear the word of the Lord. You will increase. There'll be enough money to pay the mortgage and the debts and have plenty of food on the table and clothes for my kids. Hear the word of the Lord and you prophesy into your situation. That's the message of Ezekiel 37. I preached for David Mohan some years ago, a church of 40,000 people in India. I preached a message on declaration. And then I got them to stand at the end. They needed a whole lot of land. They wanted to build a, a building for 50,000 people. I don't know if that's still the plan, but it was back then. So I got them all to stand up, uh, look in the direction of where the land was and began to prophesy, you know, we declare all the land we need will be released. I can't remember the exact words, something along those lines. That's about five, six, seven years ago. I got a, a message sent through to me uh, from Pastor Mohan just in the last couple of weeks. Tell Tark that we now have 95% of the land that we need to put up our huge building. <laughs> Friends, we prophesied into the situation. And if those of you who know me, I prophesy all the time. I declare all the time. I proclaim all the time. A day, day won't go by where I'm not declaring something, prophesying something. Because friends, I believe in this with all of my heart. You know what's even more powerful is when God gives you a specific word for a situation. Then bang, it's got the life of God to bring transformation. So when, in, when Ezekiel prophesied to dry bones in verse 7, it says they came together. Your life can come together. Your marriage can come together. Your family can come together. Your finances, your health, everything can come together. Keep fighting, keep declaring until the victory has been won. It seems to me that dry bones have ears that they can hear. Because otherwise, why would it say dry bones hear the word of the Lord? They obviously have the ability to hear. And uh, so mountains have ears. Speak to it. Valleys have ears. Your womb has ears. Money has ears. Cancer has ears. Diabetes has ears. Your finances has ears. Your bank account has ears. Speak to it. If you don't speak to it, someone else will or the devil will. No, you get in first and you speak to it and release God's word and stir up the things that God has spoken to you about. See, before we went up to Tuvalu, the forecast, I was watching the forecast, 30 degrees Celsius during the day, 28 at night, incredibly hot. It was going to be, you know, it was, it was quite concerning at how hot it was going to be. So I thought, here we go. I began to prophesy and make declarations to shift the, the weather patterns over Tuvalu. And I said, God, don't worry about the 10,000 people in Tuvalu. Look after your servant who's on mission to this nation and change the weather patterns. I, 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 I declared that the, that the climate would cool down and the weather would be, would be good and we'd be able to enjoy the whole time there. And so sure enough, we get up there and um, the rains have come. The temperature drops down. The whole time we're there, the weather is fantastic. At times it was even so cold you almost had to put a jumper on. God changed the climate of a nation for one man. 
because I'm probably the only one that was speaking to the climate that has ears to hear. No one else spoke to it. I spoke, now I've done this in different nations of the world. Many of you know, when I was going up to Ukraine, they said it was going to be minus three degrees. I began to prophesy to the weather when I got up there. I think it was about five, six plus degrees. It's just a great transformation. I was going to India one time. There was going to be 40 degrees. I, pro- I spoke to the climate over India in that region we were in. Sure enough, the rain came, the climate dropped right down, so it was comfortable. Prophesy to the dry bone. Friends, listen, you just have to believe this stuff. Some of you are probably listening think, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Give me a break. Well, you just stay in your valley of dry bones and nothing's going to happen. See, it takes faith, friends. We've got to believe God's word. Think about this. If a valley of dry bones, lifeless, dead, scattered, by the power of God can become an exceeding great army, what can God do for you? I mean, whatever you need is not as big a miracle as that one, for sure. Our God is a God of the impossible, and he wants to do that in your life. God says to Ezekiel, repeat what I say to you. And that's still the task of preachers today. Preaching is not just telling good stories. It's speaking the word of the Lord. Verse 7, as I was prophesying, there was a noise. I prophesied as I was commanded. As a result of Ezekiel's preaching, there is movement and lifeless bones. And as a result of our preaching, whoever's preaching, there should be movement and lifeless bones. There should be an impartation of life taking place right here, right now, in the lives of many of you people, that God is breathing the life of God into your dry bones so that in time that they'll come well and there'll be a victory and a breakthrough for you. Many of my sermons now are prophetic words. God shifted gear in this church. And the beauty of prophetic sermons is they contain the power of God to release life. They contain the power of God to bring transformation. So here's some prophetic words that you can begin to prophesy in your life. In your life, new era of conquest. That's for you. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, areas where you've had defeat. Say, God, I'm, I want, I'm grabbing hold of a new, this is an era for conquest in my life. I'm going to have victories where I've not had victory. Acceleration of expansion. You say, what does that mean? God wants to expand you. He wants to enlarge you. He wants to bless your job, your business, your ministry, every area of your life. He wants to expand it and enlarge it. You know, supernatural vocation, Lord of mighty breakthroughs. Global minister, leave me astounded. You begin to prophesy those words. Something's going to happen in your life. It'll be fantastic. So the first stage was hear the word of the Lord. And as a result of that, the bones came together, tendons and flesh appeared on them, but the bones were still corpses. They're dead. There's still no life in them or no breath in them. Now we see the second strategy, which is in verse 9, the Spirit of God. Prophesy to the breath. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. It's the Word and the Spirit. You need the both, friends. You just can't declare the Word without that Spirit relationship with God. You can't just declare, but you've got no connection with the Word. It's a Word and the Spirit together. Just like Genesis 2-7, God formed man from the dust, breathed into them the breath of life, became a living being. The same thing that happens here. God breathes into that which is dead. And as a result of Ezekiel's prophesying and prophetic declarations, a valley of dry bones becomes an exceedingly great army. Just amazing what God can do. Such is the power of the Word and the Spirit working together. And God wants to breathe His his Spirit and new life into us and into the church of, of this nation that it becomes a mighty army, bringing salvation, bringing hope and healing all across the land and even into the nations of the world. When the wind of the Spirit begins to blow, everything changes. We need the Spirit of God. The breath and the wind of God in Ezekiel's boneyard, just like the wind and the breath of God that came on the day of Pentecost, 
fill the 120. And they, with that power of God, those dry bones came to life and they turned the world upside down. One of the greatest lessons of Ezekiel 37 is the absolute necessity of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God. Without Him, nothing happens. All our efforts, activities come to naught without the Spirit of God empowering us. So we need the Word and we need the Spirit, but together there'll be mighty breakthroughs. So in this valley of dry bones, the place you would least expect it, becomes a great revival. Some of you have, well, all of us, we've had mountaintop experiences. And mountaintop experiences are great. We enjoy them. They're, they're easy. They're, they're the fun part of our Christian life. But friends, you can't stay on the mountain forever. What goes up must come down. And so you'll go from the mountains to the valleys. Don't be surprised, because that's the way it is. You can't avoid the valleys of life. And so Elijah had the great time on the mountaintop fighting the prophets of Baal and fire comes from heaven. He wins a phenomenal victory. God was with him on the mountaintop. And then Moses, he gets the Ten Commandments up on the mountaintop. What a great moment that must have been in his life as he, as he got the law direct by the finger of God. Wow, mountaintops. But then we see Elijah not long after he's down in the valley. So low, so deep, so devastated, so disappointed, so scattered. He said, God, take my life. I've had enough. But then God meets him in the valley. An angel appears. He walks in the power of the Spirit for 40 days. Moses comes down from the mountaintop and God takes him into a valley of wilderness. 40 years he's in the wilderness. But it's in the wilderness that God comes to him like he did to Ezekiel, like he did to Joseph, like he did to Elijah. He comes to him at the burning bush and raises him up as a mighty leader to set a nation free. Our God is a God of the mountains, but he's also the God of the valleys. Have you ever noticed that on mountaintops you don't see many trees or flowers or fruit? Not a lot happens up in the top of the mountain. Go down the valley, that's the fruit. That's where the trees are. That's where the life is. That's where things happen in your life. In the valley, listen, God is shaping you for your future. God is shaping you for your destiny. You've got to be in the valley from time to time because that's where God does the deepest work in our lives. There's no Bible champion that didn't experience plenty of time in the valleys of desolation, hopelessness, and despair. You're not alone in the valley. But just as our God is the God of the mountains, he's also the God of the valleys. And some of your greatest moments in God will be actually in the valley. Don't despise the valley. Get everything you can out of it. Our world today is like a valley of dry bones, of very dry bones, utter devastation, hopelessness, and despair. When you watch the news, it is just awful. The church is to be a prophetic voice. And we are called to prophesy to the dry bones all around us and see them come to life. 
Prophesy to our nation. Prophesy to the nations of the world. Begin to declare, nations, hear the word of the Lord. We can do that to New Zealand. We can do it to Duvalu. We can do it to other countries where God calls us. And we say, hear the word of the Lord. You shall live again. Life shall come to you. The blessing of God shall be upon you. And the favor of the Lord will be yours. Are you facing a valley of dry bones today? Maybe very, very dry bones. Not a cent of hope. Zero. No matter how hopeless your situation, God can turn it around. But what you have to do is you've got to begin to make declarations. You've got to begin to prophesy to the dry bones of your life. And as you do, you will hear a shaking. You will hear a movement. You will hear the life of God beginning to work, and God will work miracles in that which is impossible. With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Dry bones of my life, hear the word of the Lord. Arise from the dead and come into the glorious life, blessing, favor, and victory of the Lord. With our God, nothing is impossible. He is a God of the valleys where he works victory and triumph.